Thank you very much, Sophie Irwin from Normalize, for joining me for the third installment of the Mind Podcast. We did record a podcast a couple of weeks back, but we had a couple of technical issues. And so I am really grateful that you're back on the podcast again. And obviously, we're going to discuss some really interesting topics. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for having me back again. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. Um, basically, the topic of today's podcast, we both watched a, a video that's very sort of um, prominent and um, reflective of what we want to discuss. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it ticks a lot of boxes of, of things that we want to try and investigate a wee bit further. Um, yeah. So really, I just want to get the gist of what you got from the initial start of that video. Okay, and just to reference what me and Sophie are talking about today when we mention the video that we both watched, we're, we're actually watching a video by Mel Robbins. Um, and basically what she does is she explains how to control your mind and direct it somewhere positive. Um, and Mel is a strong believer in the five-second countdown, which you'll hear us talk about in this podcast today. Um, and basically it's counting down from five to one and it's about retraining the brain to do uncomfortable things. It's retraining the brain to do things that we're not used to. We're, use, we're so used from an early age to count from one to five um, and it becomes a habit. Whereas once we start to do things in reverse, we start to bypass uh, particular things within our brain um, which allow us to do other things. Um, that we might not have been able to do prior. Yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting. It was something you and I had chatted about before, obviously, and it was actually something that came up. I was um, researching recently the benefits of getting outside and why we should get outside. And this theme that just kept coming up was why do we not just do things that we we know are good for us? Why are we not just doing them? And she, yeah, she touched on so many of them. Um, that idea of that gap between knowing knowing what you should do but actually doing it and I don't know about you but I've seen it happen so many times myself in life where you you're like I should definitely go for a walk because I'm really stressed and I can't even think anymore to do my work um I can't even concentrate but you just sit there anyway even though you know if you go for a walk you'll feel better and you'll come back feeling refreshed but there's that there's that space in between where you're like you just don't do it <laughs> it's like why do why are we not doing it <laughs> completely agree i think it's that <laughs> it's the factor of the unknown um it's mm -hmm. you know if i go for a walk i'm am i going to come back and you know put my attention into this yeah. whereas you know nine times out of ten you go for a walk you clear your mind you come back and you're more creative and you yeah. you, know, you have a lot more going on you've basically thought it out the whole journey of you know your walk yeah. or your run or whatever exercise you choose to do um, yeah. but it's that initial thing that our brains are wired they're conditioned mm -hmm. to think, no, hold on a second, this doesn't feel right. So I'm going to send signals uh, mm -hmm. to say, don't do it. You know, yeah. and then you, what your brain starts to do, it starts to go into overdrive. It starts to go, you know, if you do this, then this is going to happen. And then, you know, then yeah. you start to talk yourself out of it. Absolutely. We do it all the time. And that's something, the more that I've been looking into this myself and thinking of personal examples, I'm like, Wait, wow like we really do this all the time you tell yourself a bad story about something before it's even happened you know I did it today it was lashing it down with rain and it was freezing cold and I told people on my normalize account let's do a challenge get outside for 10 minutes every day and I sat here I was like it's gonna be so cold and it's gonna be miserable I'm gonna get 
stoked. And then when I come back in, I'm going to have to change and I can't be bothered. And it is, it's that thing, like our, our brains are just like, don't bother. It wants to save us energy. It wants to save us time. It doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. So it's immediately like, don't bother. Just don't go. Just stay in the house. Sure, you're warm and comfy. Even though you know fine rightly, if you go out, you'll feel better. So I did push myself and I went out and it did get rained on and it was freezing cold. But I came home and I felt so much better for it. And it is, it's that like, I like the way the lady spoke about it as well in that she had said, I'd never heard of this before, but the counting down the five seconds, not even giving your brain that opportunity because that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like the snooze button in the morning. Exactly. No, it's <laughs> basically what she describes is there's, there's five seconds that you have as a human before your brain kicks in. And in between those five seconds, you have time to make the decision for yourself before your brain goes, now hold on a second, uh, we'll stay in because, you know, it's nice and warm in here, uh, it's comfortable, yeah. you know, don't go out in the rain, you know, mm-hmm. don't take that challenge, you know, and that's what happens. And, and basically what she says is, you know, there's a five second window for you mm-hmm. to just go, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, boom. And it's even getting up in the mornings where you're going, counting down backwards because what you're doing is you're tricking your brain instead of going one two three four five which we're all regimented to do from an early age we can count yeah. from the five you know from the age of three yeah. um, easily well maybe smarter children <laughs> a wee bit earlier I think I was about <laughs> seven <laughs> but um it's it's basically going right five four three two one because you know yeah. it's a different process in your brain yeah, that's right. you just get up and, and then repeating that habit you're, you're yeah. sort of um how would you put it you're sort of bypassing something that you're structured to do yeah well that's it Darren. even like you say you, you just called it a habit but it's like that's exactly what it is like we get ourselves stuck in habits and it's about just creating new habits you know if you've been stuck in a habit where you're not eating breakfast as you say you're not eating breakfast when you know you're sitting in the office starving and you can't concentrate because you haven't given your body any fuel yeah you've been in that habit of not making breakfast so that's just what your brain knows to do you get up in the morning and you just forget about it and you go to work whereas it's it's not easy to create a new habit we know this but it is it's about i'm gonna it's about making that decision i'm gonna do this every day and eventually it does then become a habit and it becomes easier um so it is it's it's a lot of it is to do with habits we've just got ourselves stuck in a way of doing things that we need to change then and create I don't know, healthier habits, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's it. But even from what you had mentioned there earlier about getting out of the house today, do you find that, you know, writing down something or, mm. you know, posting it on Facebook going, you know, I would advise you to get out for 10 minutes today or mm. whatever. Do you think once you write it up on, you know, your social account and mm. tell people, you're more inclined to do it because you have to follow through with it because then you're thinking, <laughs> what's if Susan down the road there finds out <laughs> didn't leave the house today? Do you know what I mean? You almost feel guilty then. So do you That's think it. that helps you? Well, yeah, and it's not even necessarily about, um, like I've only recently started posting things online with my normalized account and stuff, but before that, it's about holding yourself accountable. Um, so for me, prior to you know this 30-day challenge, for example, I would have just like, I live with my boyfriend, Callum. I would say to him, I'm going to go out for the next month. I'm going to go outside every day. Will you please make sure that I do? And maybe mes- mention it to a couple of friends. So they know, and then they can ask. So I'm thinking, Darren's going to ask me how I'm getting on with the walking. And I don't, I don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, fine. And lying about it. Yeah. Um, so it's about that accountability. Yeah. So telling people or 
writing it down, not everybody's the same, but I'm a big fan of to-do lists. And if I've, if I've written down, take your walk, I'll be more inclined to do it because it's there as a reminder. And then you've got that satisfying part of when you come home, you can score, you know, it. score it off as well. Yeah. No, I would be the same way inclined when it's, especially in work and stuff where I know exactly what I have to do. I can visualize it. I can see it in front of me. And it's just that satisfaction that scoring out once you've completed a job so that you know in your head that's done. And then once you get to the bottom of the list, you're satisfied. You're going, I yeah. did everything that I said I was going to set out to do today. Yeah. Um, and it is, like you're saying, it's to hold yourself uh, accountable yeah. um, in the sense that we do, we, we, we wiggle our way out of yeah. things that are difficult and um, things that are challenging because it yeah. upsets what we're used to and our norm and our comfort yeah. zone and all these different things. But nine times out of 10, like I know in the colder months, obviously mm-hmm. due to COVID and stuff, it's been massively impacted. So we haven't been out training. We haven't been with a football team and things like that. But even, you know, a year ago or two years ago, it's, it's that initial thing going, oh, it's like, it's sleet, it's snow right there. I, know. <laughs> I don't know if I could be bothered going to training, yeah. but you know how beneficial it's going to be to you. And yeah. even when you get out there, you're going, I'm so happy I made that decision because yeah. I feel so much better for it. And I feel even better knowing that I've pushed myself to go out yeah. in the elements in the, exactly, state, yeah. in the snow. Um, yeah. So yeah. We a know- big part of, oh, sorry, Darren. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I think a real big part of that as well is just telling yourself a different story. Like, I think that's kind of the five, four, three, two, one thing's new to me. And I'm going to try and do that myself. But I, I do just talk to myself and try to tell myself a different story. So when you're there, think like, it's honestly only in the past couple of years that I've started to go outside if it's really, really cold and rain and go for a walk anyway, because a friend of mine once said, like, you, you just don't got the right clothes. Like, just just get yourself a warm coat and go outside anyway. You're not, you're not going to melt. Do you know when it's that thing and when you've got that story in your head of, oh, but it's too cold. I don't want to go to football training and it's icy and changing that story and being like, tell, I, I really do just talk to myself. I'm Sophie, wise up. It's going to be fine. Think how good you're going to feel and just, you know, telling yourself a different story. <laughs> well, that's it. Like today, for example, um, I know I'd mentioned to you before we started this podcast about um, presenting um, a project idea that, that mm-hmm. I have um, to one of the fundraisers and I paced up and down the kitchen floor and it was almost like bringing me back to the days where I would have been given students the pep talk before we went out to the football pitch. I was just going, yeah. you know, we, you can do this. And sometimes, right, yeah. you need that. sometimes you need to hear yourself talking and telling yourself yep. you can do this, you are... Um, you're able to do this, you're skilled enough to do this, Absolutely. you're powerful enough to do this. Yeah. And just hearing yourself say that out loud. Yeah, and you do feel silly, people. but it's not yeah. that crazy people and we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> it, it just gets the adrenaline going then. Um, you're right, yeah. I think the other thing that you touched on about having the correct clothing for going outdoors and things mm. like that is another friend that we, we both know very well, Daniel mm. McKiernan. He always told me preparation is key. And yeah. I think if you're prepared for anything in life, if you prepare well, then it doesn't matter what's happening out there. Because if you know you have a big warm coat and you've been out in the cold going, I'm, it doesn't matter where I am, I'm going to be roasting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that preparation, but it's about training your brain to go, I need to be prepared. That's, yeah. that, that's half the battle is most of the time we don't go into things prepared and it's half arsed and 
uh, we yeah. don't really think it through and then you're rushing and then you're going out in a, a thin jumper or a t-shirt and you're going of course you're going to be cold out there and it's going to be a horrible experience but it's yeah. about having that preparation and training yourself um yeah. to have that structure and yeah. and almost regiment yourself yeah that's it and, sh and just shifting your mindset you know i like even i remember in the middle of lockdown i went out for a walk and it was it looked fine and then i was halfway around not even halfway around it only really started and i just had a jumper on and a new coat and it started to rain and then immediately i was like better turn around and go home and yeah. turned and i mean i started it was do you know like the rain where it just comes down in sheets wow. and calm actually phoned me and he was like where are you do you want me to come pick you up I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm here now. I was soaked. I came home and my hair, it was like I was just out of the shower. But it was just that, you know, that split second. It was like, nope, I'll go home. I was like, no, Sophie, like you're here. Not, you're already soaking. Like, you may as well keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you know not, what it is? Shifting your mindset and just pushing through, yeah, creating new habits. That's it. No, exactly. So another thing that was discussed in that video was a, a trait with every human. And uh, it's fear. Um, so what's your take on fear and how does fear affect the choices that we make as human beings? Yeah, so this is something that I've seen come up quite a lot, um, you know, as being one of the reasons why we don't do things. Um, and I think initially, whenever I saw it, I thought like fear, like real, you know, when I hear the word fear, I think of like, you're just really, really scared, you know, but it's not necessarily always quite as extreme as that, but it's the, what's other people going to think? and what are they going to say about that? And well, what if I, what if I don't do very well at it? And what if I sound stupid? And it's that self-doubt as well, you know, so I don't know the way that I kind of understand it is, okay, you're using the word fear, but there's so many things that come from out that, outside of that. So, okay, you're maybe not going out for a walk because of fear. Okay, that seems a bit extreme. Well, it kind of is because you don't want to get soaking wet. You don't want to get freezing cold. Why have you not started? Another thing with me was trying to get into doing yoga regularly. And I just didn't. I think I might have told you this story before, but I actually sat for 20 minutes watching videos on on people's reviews of the yoga videos and before I would actually do it. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I was just in my head. It was, if I'm going to create the time for something, I need to be absolutely sure that it's going to do me good. And it's that thing of, yeah, okay, it's not necessarily fear. Like, oh, what if I'm not good at it? But it's, the the word fear might seem like a strange thing thinking well why did I not just do it but it was that I don't want to waste time I'm scared of wasting this time and then it just being a waste of time and there not being any you know good coming from it so yeah and then the idea of um what are other people going to think um something huge for me starting the normalize account I thought about it for two and a half years before I did it because you're just thinking people are going to be like Sophie who cares I don't care what you have to say and again, it's you telling yourself this story, then, you know, you're, you're creating a story in your head that you've just made up. You don't even know that that's true, but it's the fear of what other people are thinking. It's the fear of what if I don't do well? What if it doesn't pay off? What if I'm not very good at it? And it's all that sort of negative stuff that we think of. I think basically touching on what you've said there as well, you know, before you started yoga, you had to see what other people had done in mm -hmm. order to start up yoga. And I, I can completely resonate with that because even from a business perspective is we're so conditioned now as human beings to go on and research to see, you know, how many reviews does this company have? Like I know from even designing websites, I'll go on an app 
and I'll go through the reviews to see, you know, how how many people have commented or reviewed the app to, in order for me to use that within the website. And mm-hmm. I'll spend a lot of time doing that before I even choose make my decision. And I think yeah. that, that there is so much choice out there as human beings. And this is another reason why we don't mm-hmm. do stuff because we yeah. spend so much time trying to decide what we are going to do. Yes. Then it takes up all our time and we don't actually do it. Yeah, it's so true. It's painfully true. And I'm very bad at making decisions as well. But it is like, think of how much time that you spend considering different options. And like, yeah, I guess it's great in a way. We live in a world that we have so many choices and so many different opportunities, but it can be very overwhelming. And then that can just pause you. And then you spend your time researching all of these different options. When actually, if you just picked one and stuck with it, you'd probably be quite content. You know, there has to be a balance, I think, between thinking about things and researching things and just just doing it like why did I have to spend 20 minutes watching a girl in America talk about how successful her two-week yoga journey was <laughs> why did I not just do a 20-minute yoga there and then you know but that, if I'm going to invest in this I need to make sure it's going to work I need to make sure it's going to be good no Sophie just do it <laughs> like over the past number of weeks I've been looking at like some people that are doing you know reviews on properties or you know a, a daily blog of themselves and I'm going mm-hmm hang on a second, like, I find that, like, some of the stuff I'm doing in my life is just as interesting, why am I not doing it, but it's, you know, they've, they've obviously taken, they've made the decision to go that extra mile and to actually do it, whereas I'm yeah. still in that stage of going, should I do it, shouldn't I do it, should I do it, what are people going to think, and this is a, a big problem with us as human beings, is mm. we're so conditioned to think, you know, what, is that person going to think of me? What is this person going to think of me? Yeah. And, you know, this is just our heads telling us this, yet that yeah. person might not even care or yeah. might even look at what we're doing, but we just, this is what, this yeah. is what happens. And these are part of the issues of the fabric of us as human beings. Um, yeah. But it doesn't help matters that we've now reached uh, a completely new digital age where mm. there is so much choice. Everything's so accessible. Um, whereas you know 10 15 20 years 50 years ago there wouldn't have been as much choice no definitely we're just I think what basically we are so overwhelmed with information with um, different clothing sites different um, sites for particular Mm. information yeah you just don't know what to do and then that that's that's part of the problem is we spend so much time trying to find the right site that it takes up all our time and exactly. we there's, there's then there's no steps there's no process because yeah. um we've just held ourselves back that's it yeah. i think when you're talking about the bigger things as well darren like starting something or creating something or making a big change in your life it's that thing you touched on like feeling ready i like and this is something I've been chatting about recently. It's like, I don't know that we ever feel ready to do things. You know, I, I think we have to push ourselves. It's like motivation. Like, we can't just sit around and wait to be motivated. You know that old saying, you'd like, wait for the spirit to move you. Like, you're just sitting there and you're just waiting, waiting to have motivation. You, that's not a thing. You just have to do it anyway. You just have to push through. You're never going to feel ready. You're never going to be like, you know what, today is the day I'm going to start a new business. You know, it's that. You just have to go and do it. You, there's, I don't think there's a time in your life when you feel ready to do things. It's just a case of doing it, <laughs> yeah. taking that step, you know. I completely agree. No, that's, um, 
it, it is one of those things it's it's it, it is taking its risk um yeah about trying to break down that factor of talking ourselves out of doing things that we know could take us to a completely different place um and i suppose yeah. that leads me on to the next topic your decision away from a different life um, and yeah. that basically is you know what we choose to do in life basically dictates what is ahead of us what our future holds and mm-hmm. whether that be taking a job in a different country or um choosing a relationship or you know yeah. choosing to engage with someone that we haven't spoke to in a long time all yeah. these things impact us as human beings and our journeys um and i think we are so reluctant to invite new things into our lives or to yeah, yeah. To, to bring th- bring change about really um, and that's it yeah it comes back to that we don't like change <laughs> as human beings we we don't like change and well everybody says it but change is the only thing we can be certain of things are changing all the time things have to change and that's reassuring i think okay yeah we don't like change but isn't that a good thing too because if you have a really rubbish day i always think well we'll try again tomorrow (laughs) there's another day we can give it a go again and it is it's that thing of okay maybe you've got these ideas or these things that you want to do maybe you're wanting a new job maybe you want to move country but yeah there's that fear of making changes because you don't want things to go wrong but I don't know the thing always like motivates me to do things I'm scared of is I don't want to regret things and there's always going to I'm always going to have regrets I think we all do when we get old um that's just inevitable but don't stop yourself don't deny yourself an opportunity because of fear if it's something that you want to do if it's an idea that you you really think you would enjoy or you think you know a lot of good would come from it give it a go like just it is it's about just pushing through that that barrier it's pushing through that fear and that you know you, you, we get comfortable and this is something I've chatted about um with a couple of friends recently is that you do you, you get comfortable and there's danger in getting comfortable sometimes because you're like oh I could have done that could have done that you might find yourself 70 years old and you didn't do any of those things do you just try I think I, that's what I think of anyway I'm like would I regret not doing that and whenever I'm older and if it's a yes for them just just give it a go anyway just see what happens you don't know until you take that first step you know well I suppose in saying that I think our generation more so than any of the previous generations are more inclined to take risk yeah. uh, in the sense that like you know even when I grew up as a kid like my grandparents and stuff I seen so much potential in my granddad, especially, yeah. you know, he was, he was so ahead of his time. Um, and, yeah. you know, he's in technology, he was into taking things apart and rebuilding them and seeing what the makeup of fabric was. Yeah. But he was caught in this generational thing where he was conditioned to be, you know, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have to work to provide for yeah. your family. And I don't think he ever really took risk yeah and, and I think that for him was a really difficult thing because I think he knew that he had so much potential yeah but it was again you know years and years and years mm. of not taking risk yeah Ian is just conditioned to tell you don't do it no wrong decision yeah. nah not going to work for you not good enough and this is this is the problem. They had been battered down their whole lives. Like he had been through what World War Two and yeah. loads of different things that had happened, and 
it just wasn't the same as now the opportunity yep. that we have um, yep. and I think yes there, there's an element of us where we tell us we talk ourselves out of things and, and there is too much choice mm -hmm. but at the end of the day we have more opportunity than probably any other generation has ever had yeah there you know we can start a business today tomorrow the next day just yep. like that it's yep. a case of open up open on up the laptop registering a business and then starting yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it is really as simple as that once you have the idea in place yeah um, and i don't I, I think we are maybe we overlook how lucky we actually are yeah i because like you said darren like a lot of it then a lot of it is to do with the generation that like you live in because it that wasn't the norm then for him and we're living through wars and given how life was then why would you take risks you know i'm sure there was many a times you're just happy to be at home and safe and you have food in the house and whereas we we do live in a very different world now where like you said all the opportunities and choices that we have can be overwhelming but we are so lucky that we have them and we can just give things a go um yeah it's interesting isn't it but yeah at the flip side i think there's there's two sides to the story yes we do have loads of opportunity but we're more exposed to the likes of issues with our mental health and things like that because mm -hmm. there, there's an overwhelming amount of choice um and there's so much for us as human human beings to take in and to, to digest yeah, yeah. And, and and because the likes of social media platforms portray individuals like influencers for example to mm -hmm. be these people that you know they they're you know really extravagant they yeah. have money they're beautiful they're perfect they're, lives. They're, they're perfect they lead these perfect lives and it puts pressure on normal yeah. people just people yeah. who are on browsing through the likes of instagram or facebook yeah. or whatever whatever social media platform but it puts them under real pressure to go that's what I want to be like. That's, you know, that's where yep. I need to aspire to. Yet, I would say eight out of 10 of those influencers are probably quite miserable, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yep. Because but that's it, yeah. It, it, although they're portraying this perfect life, it's not anything like they're portraying. But yet yep. people are going, oh, I wish I was more like such and such, or, you know, I wish yep. I could have a life like theirs. But they, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really strange one because there's two yeah. sides of the story. There's the, the people that are aspiring to be at their level and then yeah. there's the people at their level who are going, I'm not happy, I'm still not happy. Yeah, and I, that's, the, that's the thing with social media, isn't it? I was actually listening to um, a podcast earlier and it was chatting about, like, it's our highlight reel, you know, for so many people like those influencers, sometimes I, I try my best to avoid you know that page on Instagram where it's like the search and it just shows you suggestions. That's like you can get stuck down a serious rabbit hole there. Right. Um, and and it's it's like that changes recently. I'm just go, like I'm lost. And this is yeah. Who works in I, I work in marketing and I'm lost. I'm going. How many changes yeah. has Instagram made? What I think what they're trying <laughs> to do is, and this is evident in anything that Mark Zuckerberg has ever said mm. I do is. He's trying to replicate what um, TikTok <laughs> anyway, but Mark Zuckerberg is, is basically trying to make Instagram very similar to the way it's laid out, the platform, you've got your reels, you've got a number of different new features that they're mm. rolling out. Um, and he, he's, he's done this with a number of different things he's tried to take over. Right. Um, but again, it's, it's that control factor of the big social media companies yep. that are trying to 
they're 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 literally fighting each other to have yeah. your attention. They're fighting each yeah. other. Okay, we need to make sure that uh, Sophie Irwin's on Facebook for four and a half hours. She's on Instagram for you know an extra three hours, and then she's on WhatsApp communicating with her friends as well. So there's there's ten hours Sophie Irwin mm. is on our platforms. Yeah, we've taken her time, and then let's let's take Sophie Irwin as an example. Times that by three million, four million, five million. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. insane to think about. But that's yeah. how they measure their metrics and and all different things. Yeah, and when you think as well, Darren, like talking about why do we not do the things that we want to do? Like social media and your mobile phones, a very big part of that as well. I know for me, like, and we chatted a lot about this during my uni course. There was like you do, you get a dopamine hit anytime you get a like, a comment, something flashes up on your phone. Like that's like a reward signal, and that's like that releases like the happy chemicals in your brain. You know, so there is real like evidence there to show that you're thing, oh nice oh I wonder if they commented yet oh I wonder and it's and it is it's addictive and that's a big reason I know personally as well why I don't do a lot of the stuff I've got so many books in there that I want to read and I love reading but just sitting on your phone scrolling through Instagram you're getting all of those dopamine hits there so why would you bother putting the phone down you know it grabs our attention and it, it works and it takes a lot of discipline to put your phone down <laughs> yeah no, exactly. I couldn't agree more. But uh, I'm cautious that um, our our time frame we're we're nearing the end. So I just want to finish off with um, a couple other things that you know stood out for me in in that particular video. A phrase that she uses quite frequent frequently throughout the video, and that's mm-hmm. the the knowledge action gap. So yeah. what I took from that was we have the knowledge to understand. Um, some of the things that affect us and mm-hmm. some of the reasons why we don't do things we know the actions to take in order to improve a number of different things so we know going for a walk is going to be beneficial for our health our mental health all these different things it's going to make us think clearly um, and then there's that gap in between where mm-hmm. as human beings we hesitate yeah we hesitate and uh, I, I thought that was a, a really good sort of term for it yeah because I like a big thing I try to push is just acknowledging every, anything you know whatever it is that you're dealing with or thinking of just your first step to acknowledge something and I think her just stating that that there is that gap there is a gap there we know we have the knowledge we know it's going to be good for us we know we're going to feel better but there's the gap so I think yeah the first step to making any kind of positive change or improvement is just stopping and acknowledging that that's a thing. There is a gap there. Okay. Yep. And it's very annoying because I know, but I just can't do. But how do we overcome it? And then, you know, it's getting back to the things like giving her thing a go, counting down from five to one, doing what I would do and you were doing today, just talking to yourself. And like you said, it does, you feel, I, I do remember the first few times I tried talking to myself. <laughs> And I did feel a wee bit silly, but it actually really helped. It was, I was really nervous about an exam or something, I think. And I was um, standing looking at myself in the mirror and it's like, Sophie, you can do this. Don't be daft. You know you can do this. Do you want to think? Because so often that we're not filling that gap between knowing and doing because there's negative stuff in there. We're talking, you're rubbish. You can't do it. You know, you can't. 
well, you're definitely not going to get to the do. And if you're going to keep telling yourself that, you know, and it's how do we make that gap smaller then? What little things can we put in place? How can we talk to ourselves? What can we do that will help to close that gap? Um, yeah, that's how I see we, we try our best to get over it anyway. Perfect. And just to reference what video that we were talking about here today, mm -hmm. it's uh, Mel Robbins. He's quite high up and knowledgeable in what he's discussing is what yeah. we're trying to say here. Um, but yeah, so no, it's, it's been fantastic chatting to you here today, Sophie, uh, as always, um, getting your knowledge and your feedback. Um, and what I'm going to do to end the podcast today is I'm going to count down from five and hope that uh, moving forward, we can make uh, the decisions that are challenging and difficult. So thank you very much, Sophie. And uh, the countdown begins. Five. Four, three, two, one. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Podcast. Mental health in a new direction. And thanks for Sophie Irwin taking the time out from Normalize there to chat to us today. And we will have another podcast installment in store for you before the Christmas holidays. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and take care.